Donald Trump, he has, I believe he might still have a show on called The Apprentice. And he was famous in this. He, he tried people out to be his apprentice for, for a few months, few weeks, few months. And, and they would have different contests, different teams would have different contests. And the one who did the worst, he would bring them in and he would ask them why they did this and why they did that. And, and finally he'd pare it all down. He'd make a decision and he'd look at one of them and say, you're fired. So they'd have to go. They'd have to go. But at the end of the season, I only watched season one. I've seen parts of some of the other seasons. At the end of the season, they got down to two of them. And finally, he didn't tell one they were fired. He looked at one that he didn't have to. He looked at one and he said, you're hired. So I'm going to hire every one of y'all in here today. I want to hire. You're hired. I need you today. I need your help today. There's a question in the Bible that needs to be answered and you are the one to answer this question today. You're hired for the job. Now, you're going to be compensated depending on how you answer the question. So, pay close attention to the question and your answer to the question. I'm going to help you answer the question correctly. I'll be there every step of the way so that you'll have the, the best of opportunities to answer the question correctly today. The Bible, as we've seen this year, is full of great questions, and this one is no exception. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. In this chapter, Jesus is handed over to the governor, the Roman governor Pontius Pilate, by the chief priests and the, the elders of the Jews. And Pilate questions Jesus. Pilate's wife had had just had a dream about Jesus that day. She told her husband not to have anything to do with Jesus, verse 19. Because she had suffered just that day in her dream because of Jesus. Now I wonder if the hair stood up on Pilate's neck. Have you ever been in a moment where you know something important in your life hinged on what you did next. Well, it was so for Pilate here in Matthew chapter 27, and and it is for you now in the job that you've got to do, in the question that you've got to answer. We learn in verse 15 and from the other gospel accounts that before the Passover, there there was a custom of releasing a prisoner and that the people at that time during Passover, wanted released. You look at verse 21, the governor answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Then Pilate asks our next question. The question is answered by Pilate and all involved in the life of Jesus Christ. You've been hired because of your presence here today to answer this question as well. Verse 22 Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? Now, I want to help you do a good job in answering this question today. You want to do a good job too, don't you? You want to, you want to be a good, good hire, don't you? You want to answer the question, Well, what will you do with Jesus today? To help you, I'm going to show you how others have answered this question. Then you'll be able to make an informed decision. Some of those who answered 
They answered with words. Some of those who answered, they answered, answered with actions. This question was first asked of the multitude of people in front of Pilate who had been persuaded by the chief priests and, and elders so that the multitude, their answer was also the same as the leaders of Jesus' day in Jerusalem. And what was their answer? Verse 22, crucify him was their answer. Verse 22 says they all said it. Crucify him. Pilate knew Jesus was innocent. The next words out of the governor's mouth were, Why? What evil has he done? Verse 23. Pilate had always tried to govern politically rather than well. We learn from the Jewish historian Josephus that Pilate's anxiety, he says, to avoid giving offense to Caesar did not save him from political disaster. Not long after our reading, a few short years later, Pilate massacred some Samaritans. According to Josephus and the Roman historian Tacticus, he was sent to Rome to explain this to the emperor, but when he got there, Tiberius, the emperor, the ruler of Rome, was dead. And Rome had a new ruler, Caligula. The historian Asubius adds that soon after, wearied with misfortunes, he killed himself. Now these are the historical accounts. But when faced with our question... How did Pilate answer? How did Pilate answer his own question? What did he do with Jesus? Verse 24. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a torment was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. Even today, when we're done with something, we will say that we've washed our hands of the whole thing. Pilate admits Jesus is innocent, yet he sends him to his execution anyway. Pilate was scared of the political backlash. The law said that, G, that the Jews could not crucify Jesus. Only the Romans had the authority to put a man to death. And so we see here that Pilate had the authority to keep Jesus from the cross. But his answer was to wash his hands of the whole thing. Throughout the life of Jesus, others answered the same question Pilate asked without even knowing the question. When faced with Jesus, every figure in the New Testament had to do something with him. Early in his life, his earthly father, Joseph, when faced with Jesus before Jesus was even born, could have answered by running away. The baby wasn't his, wasn't his baby wife comes up pregnant it wasn't his what would you do what would you do Joseph decided to keep his marriage together and be a father a better father could not have been appointed he kept Jesus safe he kept Jesus secure 
when Jesus' mother Mary was told of Jesus, she said in Luke chapter 1 verse 38, let it be to me according to your word. Mary, Luke 2 verse 19, kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary and Joseph, they had other children besides their firstborn Jesus. So how did, they, how did, how did all these other brothers and, and sisters react to their sibling? Well, they recognized in John chapter 7 that Jesus was, was a big shot. They probably knew that going to Judea was dangerous for their brother, yet still they mocked him in John chapter 7 verse 5. They didn't believe him, the Bible says. But after Jesus' crucifixion, when faced with the reality that their brother had risen from the dead, they too understood, like their mother, like the apostles, that Jesus was the Son of God. Notice Acts chapter 1 verse 14. They too, the brothers of Jesus, were with the apostles and their mother in the upper room praying. They went from unbelief to belief. When Jesus went to his own hometown, Nazareth, they rejected him. They wouldn't believe him. They were offended by Jesus, the scripture says. And Mark chapter 6 verse 5 says, he could do no mighty work there. Jesus marveled at their unbelief. Mark chapter 6 verse 6. When faced with Jesus, when faced with really doing something for Jesus... Even his closest friends failed him. His apostles. When asked by Jesus who he was, the disciples said in, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 14, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. When, when faced with Jesus and only lips and words to give, the disciples were flawless at lip service. But when faced with what they would do with Jesus, Judas betrayed him. Matthew 26 verse 14. Peter denies him. Matthew 27 verse 69. The rest, Matthew 27 verse 59, all forsook him and fled. King Agrippa had to do something with the Christ. Paul told the king of him. Paul asked a king, Do you believe? I know you believe. I know that you believe, he said. In Acts chapter 26, verse 28, King Agrippa said, You almost persuade me. You almost persuade me. Faced with killing Jesus, the crowd on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem, in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, cried, What shall we do? They just found out that they had killed the Christ. What shall we do? They said. What they did with Jesus is the same thing that the Philippian jailer did in Acts chapter 16 verse 33. The same thing that Lydia did when she was faced with the Christ in Acts chapter 16 verse 15. All of these did the same thing that Cornelius did in Acts chapter 10 verse 48. 
Paul did the same thing when faced with Jesus. In Acts chapter 9, verse 18, what they did on Pentecost with Jesus is the same thing that the Ethiopian did in Acts chapter 8, verse 38, and Simon the sorcerer in Acts chapter 8, verse 13, and the multitude that heard Philip preach in Acts chapter 8, verse 12. All of these examples, when faced with what they should do with Jesus, when they were pricked in their heart, obeyed the command, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, repent and let everyone of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Why would they do this? Well, they believed and obeyed based upon what Jesus did. See? Jesus provided a chance. They all understood that. They understood that Jesus came to provide abundant life. John chapter 10 and verse 10. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. Jesus gave them a chance. Paul said in Romans chapter 8 verse 2, The law of the Spirit of life is in Christ Jesus and freed Him from the law of sin and death. Jesus provided a chance, but He also proclaimed the conditions. Jesus proclaimed the conditions to get what he was providing. Jesus gives a life and death statement in Acts chapter 2 verse 24. Excuse me, Acts chapter 8 verse 24. Therefore I said to you that you will die. Excuse me, this is John chapter 8 verse 24. Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. A condition for eternal life is that you must believe in Jesus Christ. All of our examples did when faced with what they would do with Jesus all of our examples believed Jesus gives another condition Matthew chapter 10 verses 32 and 33 therefore whoever confesses me before men I will also confess him before my father who is in heaven but whoever denies me before men him I will also deny before my father who is in heaven one example we have when if asked if he believed and confessed, was in Acts chapter 37, excuse me, Acts chapter 8, verse 37, the eunuch said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Paul underlines this confession in Romans chapter 10 and verse 10 that with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. When faced with Jesus, our group also repented. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. As they were commanded, and were baptized. Acts chapter 2 verse 41. These were the conditions of eternal life dictated by Jesus that provided a chance. Jesus proclaimed these conditions. But He also preset the alternatives if these conditions aren't obeyed. In John chapter 14, Jesus taught in verses 23 and 24, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. You can love Jesus, keep his words, and have life. You can have everlasting life, John chapter 5 verse 24. Or, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 9, when the Lord Jesus comes back with flaming fire, He will take vengeance upon those 
who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These are the preset alternatives. Life or death. I hired you to do a job. To make a decision. What will you do with Jesus? You could, like the crowd before Pilate, just kill Jesus in your mind. You could just get rid of him. Then the question is answered. You'll, you'll never have to dwell on him again. If you kill him, right? You don't have to think about him anymore if he's gone. You know, the crowd on the day of Pentecost, they contained some of those same people that said, crucify him. You could be like, like Pilate. You could wash your hands of him. Get rid of him. I'm tired of this question, preacher. I'm tired of this question. I quit. I quit. You have the power in your hands today to set everything right. Obey. Don't wash your hands. Don't give up. Stick to the job. Answer the question. What will you do with Jesus? Don't get tired of the question. What will you do with Him? How will you answer? Do a good job now. I've given lots of examples of what others did with Jesus. Don't give up. The rest of your life, your, your eternity very well may hinge upon the answer that you give today. What will you do with Him? It was so for Pilate. His, his future hinged upon what he did at that particular moment in his life. And it is so for you now. Like those of his hometown, will you reject him? Or like his, his friends at that critical moment. Here it is, the critical moment. Will you run away? Or like his family. Will your, will your unbelief turn into belief? Will you become his, his real brother, his real sister? Will you like his daddy, his earthly father? Will you, will you protect Jesus and his body, the church? Will you, will you protect it? Will you help? Keep her safe. Keep her from all harm. Keep her from those who, who would want to destroy her. Like his mother, will your life be according to his word? Will you keep all of his words in your heart? What have you done in the past? 
What have you done with him in the past? Have you before understood the truth and like those on the day of Pentecost, did you repent and be baptized and, and wash away your sins? Did you do that? Just like Simon, just like Paul, just like Cornelius, just like Lydia, just like the Philippian jailer? Or when faced with Jesus once again by me or, or someone else, you have said, Almost you persuade me to be a Christian. Chad, you rascal, you almost persuaded me. And that's what you're going to say again today, isn't it? Don't let it be so. Don't say that again today. If you're not sure, be sure. If you have obeyed, what will you do with Jesus? If you've obeyed Jesus, if you've been baptized into Jesus Christ and you're a Christian, what are you going to do with Him? You've still got to do something with Him. I've got Him right here in your face. You've got to do something with Him. You're, you're in the audience. You've been hired for the job. What will you do with Jesus? Nothing. Leave here lost. Or will you receive the crown of life by being faithful? Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10. And add to your faith that you heard the word of God, that you believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, that you believed Jesus was God, that you re repented of your sins, you confessed Him before others, you were baptized into Jesus Christ. You, you add to that faith goodness and, and to that goodness Knowledge, and to that knowledge, self-control, and to that self-control, perseverance, and to that perseverance, godliness, and to that godliness, brotherly kindness, and to that brotherly kindness, love. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5-11. to Is that what you'll do? Is that what you'll do with Him? You'll, you'll grow? Good. That's a great answer. You were hired to make a decision. What shall it be? What shall it be? What shall your answer be? What will you do with Jesus? We're about to sing. Will you obey Him? Will you recommit your life to Him? Do so without delay. Right now, as together we stand and sing.